0: This is a special series of the Act On podcast, exploring the challenges Londoners are facing during the coronavirus outbreak, and what we can do to overcome them and support one another. This is Act On Creativity. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to Act On Creativity for Thrive London. My name is Tom Philipson and I'll be hosting the discussion today. I'm really looking forward to the discussion with our guests, Bob Yossi. Priscilla and Ryan, on how creativity plays a part in their lives and how they use creativity to help manage their mental health, as well as supporting others with their creative output. Hopefully we're gonna inspire some Londoners out there and get them out being creative, which is gonna be good. It wouldn't be a podcast at this time if we didn't mention the COVID 19 or coronavirus. And, uh, you know, we are fighting a virus that has affected each and every one of us. But sadly, we know for a fact that COVID is not only the, the battle we are facing, we're going to be facing a real mental health challenge after this. And it's really shone a light on the vulnerable people in our society. The amazing people at Thrive are working to improve mental well-being across London and creativity will no doubt play a part in supporting communities and individuals across the city. Creativity is really close to my heart. I run a creative agency in London and uh, you know, creativity is, is a, plays a huge um, part in, in my life and, and absolutely changed my life. Um, it was usually an outlet for me to, um, you know, channel my anger as a, a young person and my de- depression as a young person, and it, it really gave me an outlet to um, to change my life. And I, I used it to, you know, hopefully impact others' lives as well in a positive way. So to start off, uh, Bob, Priscilla, Ryan, and Yossi, um, it would be great to give a, as an intro to yourself, give us a little bit of an overview of where you are in London, and also. A little bit of an overview on what creativity means uh, to you. So we're going to go in alphabetical order. <laughs> so Bob, uh, where are you in London, and and what does creativity mean for you? Uh, I, I fall at the first hurdle by being a B. Um,
1: thanks, Tom, and thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so. Right now, on this day in London, um, I currently live in East London. I've been living in London for around fifteen years. Uh, I basically uh, studied graphic design and photography about fifteen years ago um, in Kingston, and I've never really looked back on um, on creative on, on a kind of creative path. I um, I came to London with. I guess, kind of no idea where I was going, really. I, I, I threw away the idea of doing more academic subjects, which were more kind of <laughs> favorable to my parents, and more favorable to my uh, my results, to actually follow something unknown and uncertain. And I think that curiosity is something that's underpinned my path in the creative industry right up to this day, Uh I guess the kind of the reason that I'm sort of here today is because Tom and I met many years ago, but um, through kind of creative agency work and relationships, and I've been working in creative agencies for over 10 years. Um, I recently transitioned on into a more of a brand role, but prior to that, I was working as a creative director in um, a cultural marketing agency, working with music and talent and um, brands. And... In, in that role, like, I, I got, got to a point where I was managing quite a large team and overseeing some fairly major global projects. And I think the sum of, all, of it all was that I kind of ended up getting to a place where I wasn't being creative, kind of ironically. I'd worked up to this quite um, senior position and almost sort of lost all of, the, all of the joy that kind of came with being creative in its early form. Um, so... I've had to kind of work very hard and learn the hard way by fighting anxiety and depression um, that's come as a kind of byproduct of maybe not making always the right choices in my creative um in my creative path and in doing so learning a lot about myself and actually kind of finding a new love and a new kind of path with my kind of creative journey. So about three years ago, I decided to start this idea of Love Brother, which was the, um, the kind of informal um, community around mental health, because I found at the time I was really struggling to um, locate a space for the way I was feeling, and to speak to people that actually kind of understood what I was going through. Because all of the channels that I found were quite formal and quite stiff.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, being on the call today. Thank you for for coming, uh, Priscilla. Over to you.
2: <laughs> I was I, I was not ready for this. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking while I was listening. I guess creativity for me has been a little bit unconventional in the sense of I didn't pursue it academically um I didn't necessarily study the creative arts but it's something that I've always done quite personally up to recently um and I guess for me it's it's come in a weird time where I've been trying to heal or bring awareness to my experiences um of trauma of depression of anxiety um and how those have all kind of interplayed with each other and I guess in that process I've found that the ability to express um has really helped me um and has helped to kind of just overcome those internal conflicts. Um yeah. not that I'm at a point of overcome because I don't think that ever necessarily happens, but I'm constantly finding new things about myself through creativity. Um and so I've been able to express myself through poetry, through spoken word, um and I guess in my own time just pain um, but creativity has for me mainly been a form of self-expression and a form of reclaiming power.
0: And just for, for everyone out there, whereabouts are you in uh, London?
2: So I'm, so I'm in South East London at the moment. I'm in Woolwich.
0: Great. Uh, so then on to Ryan. Where are you, mate? And what what, uh, what does creativity mean to you? So I'm currently
3: in South East London, um, kind of around the Sydenham, Lewisham area. And creativity to me is... I think since I started off um, on my kind of creative path very early um, in my life, it's kind of just become a part of me. Um, And throughout the years, it's kind of developed my mindset and how I actually, um, I guess, structure my life and the outlook I have towards things. I think everything I do, even if it's not really um, thought of as uh, creative, I will just use my creative outlook that I've slowly learned over the years to kind of, just
4: view it that way. And that's how I come up with solutions. Over to you, Yossi. Hello everyone. Um, thanks, Tom and Thrive, for having me on. It's nice to speak to you all virtually. Um, yeah, my name's Yossi. Uh to me, creativity is uh my biggest passion alongside nature. Um, it's it's one of my loves. But I also think it's uh it's uh crucial to humanity. It's play, it's part of our society, it's it's very human and it's it's been that always. I think. Creativity has always been essential to humanity and communication and the creation of art and the exploration of science um, and sport. And they all fit together without creativity. What are we doing? What are we thinking? Um, So, yeah, I think creativity is, uh, is very important. And I believe everyone should have the opportunity to be creative in a way that excites them.
0: That's great. Thank you. I really appreciate all of you joining us today. Um, and I think it's, it's such a fascinating uh, topic, uh, creativity. And I know, um, you know, it, it comes in so many different facets and so many different ways of uh, expressing, you know, from, uh, you know, we've got some amazing sort of spoken word or just, you know, expressing yourself through words here with um, Yossi and Priscilla. And then expressing yourself through the sort of art and design. Uh, with Bob and Ryan. So uh, I think it's a really interesting conversation on the sort of different aspects of um, creativity. I think, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, Creativity as well as a thing. It's sort of almost intimidating uh, in itself. And, and people, you know, there's always this discussion. Am I creative? Am I not creative? And I think that's a fascinating one, one for me. Um, so I always uh, find it really interesting uh, when people explain how they got into creativity. What was their sort of routine, um, to creativity? um or like the industry that they're in and there's you know there's multiple different ways whether it's sort of uh, education or, or or um you know various different facets of ways to come in i think you'll see it'd be great to sort of uh, hear from you stick with you just you know what was your um what got you on the path uh to to what you do and uh, give it to give uh, the listeners a little bit of insight in the, on the journey you you went into
4: cool um so for me i think uh the place it all started was at a place called Chicken Shed Theatre Company, actually. Um, uh, a place where I joined their youth theatre when I was about eight years old. And um, the first day I went, I actually hated it. I left crying. I was like, I never want to go back there. I hate it. Um, and my mum forced me to go again. And my, my parents are normally pretty relaxed. But my mum was like, you've got to go to this. And she made me go back and again and again. And at some point, um, between that first session where I hated it and uh, going to Chicken Shed as college and then studying acting and, becoming a poet and a a kind of creative now um at some point I fell in love with it um and that journey for me has been about theatre um it started in theatre and I think what made me fall in love with that was the connectivity that you have when you perform with other people on the stage there's an incredible energy and there's something very special about when an audience sit together quietly and observe something for a long period of time because the theatre and the cinema is really the only places in our society that, that that happens anymore I think um so I fell in love with it through that. And then uh, I always wrote rap when I was in school. And a couple of years ago, uh, I um, I was showing something I'd written to a friend and they went, oh, you're a poet. And I went, no, I'm not. Go away. Um, and they went, you are. You're doing spoken word. And I went, what spoken word? Um, and uh, this friend of mine, Nadine, who's uh, also known as Glitch, she's an incredible poet. And she basically uh, convinced me to go to a poetry night. And although I was absolutely terrified, I said, OK, cool. Um, I went with it. I went to this poetry night and I performed and it was one of the most empowering, exciting experiences of my life, being able to share something that I'd written and meant something to me and have other people um, acknowledge it and share the feelings that I was sharing, sharing those feelings that I was expressing. Um, And since then, I've started, I've tried to perform spoken word at every opportunity. um, And I've also set up with my best friend, uh, Tyler Cunningham, an organisation called Right to Speak, um running creative mostly spoken word workshops with young people trying to encourage young people to um to use creative writing as an outlet to express themselves and to uh, to share their views on the world um so yeah that's that's kind of how i got to doing all this and now i try and make films and give young people yeah opportunities to have their voice heard and share their views
0: I think that's really interesting. It make it makes it feel so accessible to, um, you know, to get into and, and be able to express yourself, um, and just be able to be, you know, start your creative journey in, in such an organic way. Cause I think sometimes uh, again, with creativity, as you said, you know, you almost, um, uh, didn't want to call yourself a poet. I didn't really realize that. And I think there's sort of a lot of labels. Sometimes people are stressed to think, Oh, what am I? Am, am I what type of creative am I? And I think just going out and, you know, really trying things, Priscilla, I'm really interested to hear how you got onto your journey and, and what was the sort of catalyst to start you off on it? Um,
2: I'm, I was just like, listen to your skin. I was trying to think what's, um, how, how did it kind of come around? And I think, Good things always come unexpectedly, right? Um, I used to work on the peer outreach team, which works quite closely with Thrive. Um, and that's how I, I got to know Thrive London. And through that team, it's it's like a team of 30 young people between the ages of 15 to 25. And I think that was one of the first times where I had like a peer-to-peer group. Um, and I joined that, I think, when I was like maybe three three years ago, 2017. And I remember there was a lot of um, creative opportunities through that um, and a lot of like, I guess, sharing in terms of writing stuff and being like, it's it's the only time where we could congregate with each other. Um, and I remember just being involved in a few performances or trying to get involved. Um, and they had a World Mental Health Day in 2017 and I went on stage and I performed and i think that's where it kind of started for me in between then to now i've been to a few poetry events um but it's it's been um it's been a personal thing and an external thing for me so i, I don't know how to how to describe it because i think one of the hardest things is placing yourself or fixing yourself as someone or as a form in the creative um, or even identifying yourself as a creative person um so yeah it, it's been a it's been a really weird relationship, I guess, because it's not, it hasn't been conventional at all for me, the creative arts. Um, and like I said, I didn't necessarily go through the route of studying art form in my academic studies. I studied politics, which is like um, dense. Slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess right now I'm kind of trying to, touching on what Yossi said about humanity, just trying to see how can I go back to those political messages that I learned and were passionate about, And how can I then bring that back into the forms that I'm playing with now?
0: So, yeah, I mean, community-based creativity and, you know, this idea of, you know, building community and, you know, you both sort of talked about collaboration and you got inspired by, you know, really connecting in with um sort of your local groups and your communities. And, you know, it's proven to build uh, self-confidence and self-esteem. As Josu, you mentioned, you know, that that sort of profound feeling you had when you were uh, on stage. Uh, Bob, I'm really interested to... You know, I know um, mental health has you know, had really impacted your life and, you know, you set up your, your community, um, which was sort of focused on, um, you know, supporting men, which is, all, you know, there's a stigma to the guys sharing their feelings and, you know, expressing themselves. I'm, I'm really interested to hear about um, just a bit more about that journey of um, setting up uh, Love Brother um, yeah. and, you know, how, how um, mental health has impacted your life and also uh, creativity. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah,
1: it's always a difficult one to kind of track back because I find you move on from these things and kind of going back into the history books can be a little bit hard, but every time I do it, you kind of come out with some learning. Um, so yeah, I think around three or four years ago, I was working in an agency and for, on, on paper, my life was in a good place. I had, a, I had a, I'd just been married a year before so I had, a re- I had a really good relationship with my partner. Um, I had a good job. I was a senior kind of creative director in, a, in an agency that was growing really rapidly. So like all of the elements kind of from a distance look really, really good and really positive. But what I'd sl- I slowly started to notice that I was just kind of, I was sort of losing touch with the creative element of um, my life. I was becoming more of a people manager and a um, I guess a kind of problem solver in more of an administrative sense than a creative sense. And it kind of happened. I kind of slept, walked into it. Um, I I didn't really ask for it. And I just kind of absorbed responsibility and um, I guess pressure and stress that I wasn't really aware that was going on because you get very wrapped up in that um, world, especially, I think creative people, especially, can get kind of get tunnel vision and sort of. So sometimes it's very hard to sort of step back and get perspective. So I, I very much kind of walked into my own uh, <laughs> my own uh, downfall, I guess, and in the sense that I was getting more and more depressed. I was working long hours, but not really kind of reconciling that with looking after myself um, in the evenings and the weekends. I was a little bit hedonistic. I I'm sort of not ashamed to say that I kind of burnt the candle at both ends and over sort of four or five years that really kind of that really wears down on on your kind of your inner balance um so I think around sort of yeah I'm 34 now so it was around when I was around 30 I just kind of started to capitulate and cracks were appearing in a way that I'd, I'd never seen before and I come from a family that don't necessarily openly talk about their emotions or their feelings quite a quite a traditional family model where parents are parents and children are children and it's quite black and white. So I don't really, I never had an open dialogue with any family around how I was feeling. I just sort of bottled everything up. I carried on doing my job the best I could until eventually I, I fell over. So um, I, I, I essentially had a bit of a meltdown on a, on a train on the way to work one day very public very emotional and it was the first kind of like red flag that something was really wrong and it took me then sort of the next six to eight months to really kind of unpack what was going on with me um and i've really struggled to sort of find the right people to talk to and i think you kind of you talk to like obviously talk to my wife but outside of that you're looking on the internet you're looking you're looking everywhere for sort of solutions and i think Now, the topic of mental health and well-being is is so much more in the foreground. But at that time, even sort of four or five years ago, it was kind of a peripheral subject compared to when you compare it with um, sports and fitness as a kind of comparable. Like a billion dollar industry is a kind of physical fitness, but mental fitness is just kind of it's a very minor kind of topic. So I got very sort of I, I felt I felt very isolated and I didn't really know who to talk to. Um, So without trying to self-diagnose, I just started talking to people. And the the best therapy for me was talking to like-minded men of a similar age who worked in the creative sector, who'd been through something similar. So friends who had similar senior roles or had been through depression and anxiety. And it was that sort of, that peace of mind that someone else was, of my sort of, I guess my age and my, my livelihood is kind of doing something similar and having a similar experience that then this kind of this kind of unofficial community idea started to kind of bubble away, and I didn't want to just leave my experience and park it in a cupboard. I wanted to sort of learn from it and sort of take it and help other people because it still felt like a very kind of polarized, kind of um, isolated part of uh, society. Like I don't, I still don't think the men's conversation is as as fluid as the women's. Like my partner has much more kind of open dialogue with her, all of her girlfriends and her family than I do, and even to this day after all of my experience. So yeah, Love Brother kind of of
0: blossomed out of that kind of, that quite painful couple of years. I'd be interested to hear, you know, since, um, you know, one of you can, um, you know, come forward with an answer on this. So, uh, you know, since you start sort of sharing, being sharing around your emotions and sharing your experiences about, um, sort of challenges around, uh, mental health or, you know, being more expressive, has that led to, um, people coming forward and starting conversations with you and and people wanting to engage, you know, uh, there's obviously, you know, the issue with guys not talking, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of across the board. People don't want to talk about suicide or they don't want to talk about, um, you know, self-harm or things like that. Has anyone got any um, stories they can share of, like, since they express themselves, people coming forward um, to share? Someone put their hand up if they want to. Yeah, go for it, Priscilla.
2: Um I think, yeah, it's it's been it's definitely been a challenge opening up, and I think like the the aspect of vulnerability to creativity is one that's very hard, um, but very rewarding at the same time. So I mentioned earlier that I kind of got involved into spoken word through the group that I was in, um, and I was I met with a charity called the Mental Health Foundation, and they were um, it was one of the, like the first instances where. I had the opportunity to create a piece of work and it was around body image. um, And it was an amazing experience because I felt like they really went out of the way to empower me um, and to give me like my first kind of like showroom. And I think from there that was like, okay, um, maybe I'm a spoken word artist. Maybe I'm a poet. Um, And it was it was incredibly difficult. And I think it's you don't necessarily see that in the outcome of um, what we produced. But it was hard because I was exposing myself and I was exposing myself as someone who had um, dealt with body image issues. Um, And since then, I've definitely tried to challenge myself to be more open about my mental health experiences. And it's it's been like there's been a lot of good reception, um, definitely from the body image issue. And I think around me in the social networks that I had, um, I felt like it created a space where people could come together and talk about the things like, Um, to talk about how they're using language and how we might be hearing that language about ourselves and what we can do um, about that as well. And at the time that I released um, that video, I worked with that video, um, I was a coach. so I'm I'm actually a coach in the fitness industry. So it was also, it was a nice dynamic because I felt like a lot of people that I was coaching and were able to see that work were then able to feel like they could have those conversations around body image and I could play a positive role in trying to change um, how people interacted with that um and the challenges that came across so i think definitely it's been um it's not an easy place to put yourself in terms of being vulnerable and expressing but when when you do and you find that you're opening up a space for people to talk about things that is a kind of a collective struggle then it's one of the most rewarding experiences ever um and i think coming away from that i felt like coming back to feeling empowered, I felt like, wow, there's something really positive that can come out of um, these forms of expression.
4: Um, yeah, if that's, if that's all right. Oh. Um, well, for me, um, I think mental health and uh, the fact that, so, yeah, mental health and how common it is, is something that even though um, society is changing and we are beginning to talk about it, it's still um, quite tabooed and it can be quite hard um, for people to open up and talk about. Um, and I think for me, poetry, um, spoken word poetry specifically, was a way that I found able to do that, that I couldn't do in any other context. I wouldn't have been able to stand uh, next to anyone, really, never never mind a group of people and say you know what, sometimes I feel depressed and actually I think most people feel depressed sometimes and for some people it's a lot worse than that And but we all experience these things and um, I think for me spoken word is a way of, of sharing that but um, one thing I think it's really important to say is because I, I now call myself a spoken word poet but a couple of years ago if someone had said to me, oh do you like poetry, like are you a poet, I would have said no way and <laughs> a lot of people have a preconception of poetry that it is, um, that it's all from 50 years ago and that it has to be written on paper and in this very specific style. Um, And what the point I want to make is that when I say I do spoken word poetry, I mean, I use words and I speak them. It does like, that could be a song, that could be a rap, that could be a story, that could be a speech. It could be a poem, but really it's just about like writing or saying words and using that to express yourself. It doesn't matter what format you do that in. It is such a powerful tool to deal with things like frustration and not knowing and the existential questions of life that, that must uh, get to everyone, when you have a way of expressing it that is creative, it just seems to make it a bit easier to talk about it, I think. Um, so I think and it's fun. And you don't have to share it with anyone. It can just be something you do for yourself. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in the competitive side of creativity because you see people posting content all the time and it's like, oh, who's making the best videos? Who's got to forget all of that? Do it for yourself. Um, and that's when it is most powerful, I think, when you use it as a way to keep yourself sane and process what you're dealing with because the world's in a very scary place right now and um, it's it's pretty, yeah, it's scary. A lot of people, there's a lot of fear, there's um, a lot of tension and just to write that, even if you don't want to share it with anyone, um, even if you don't think it's good, even if you don't consider it art, just to write it down can be so helpful.
0: Definitely. I, I love that because... You know, um, I'm an awful, like, you know, I'm a designer. I should be able to sketch really well, but I can't sketch for shit. My sketches are awful. Um, So no one ever sees them. Uh, (laughs) I do it for myself and it makes me feel good. So I think that's an important thing. And, you know, we we touched on the point of, you know, there is still this taboo topic of, you know, discussing mental health and Ryan, I'm really interested to hear from you. You know, you're sort of fresh out of uni last year, and um, you know, you're on a creative course. I'd be really interested to hear. You know, what was you know was that was mental health discussed um, at uni, and um, what's the is there still a, that sort of taboo topic, or uh, do you feel um, there's the sort of work that could be done within that?
3: Whilst I was in uni, I was with um, such like-minded people. Uh, that expression expressing yourself um, and your um, mentality was very much accepted. I think I was very lucky that I had uh, close friends and people that I could discuss um, how I felt to them if I was stressed out or um, yeah, if I was stressed out, they could offer solutions or they could just be there for me. Um, I, I know that sometimes just having someone there that you can just kind of talk to, um, and them to just listen is very helpful. Um, I've, I studied product design, and I felt um, my main kind of love for product design came out of designing um, healthcare products. So mental health was kind of always on the table whenever I spoke to someone who had... I, I, I mainly designed products for people who had disabilities. So when I spoke to those people, um, it was... I had to kind of learn to just listen. Um, When I was younger, I used to always just talk, 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 talk. Uh, uh, So (laughs) learning to listen was actually a skill that I had to learn. I think I learned that through um, creativity and being able to listen to people's stories um, over time, I think really taught me more about mental health Um, since people have different perspectives. uh, As I said, I was very lucky that I had people there for me, but not everyone was like that. And that um, talking to so many people just taught me Um, so much Uh, coming fresh out of uni last year was a kind of trial in itself I believe I chose to go freelance which um, not a lot of people uh, do when they're straight out of university uh, mainly because if you lack experience it's very hard to kind of like get some really good freelance jobs um, and everything but I think because I had people there that could help me it kind of helped me transition a lot easier there's lots of issues to do with like finances which can like weigh down on your mental um, health uh, and since leaving uni I think I've had to kind of like learn more about financial literacy and I can kind of say now that even though we have um, covid nineteen i'm not too stressed out about where um, how i'm going to keep surviving um, and I wouldn't have learned that if i didn't I have the people around me who taught me how to manage my finances
0: and everything okay, well, I think everyone you know we sort of touched on covid nineteen a, a little bit and um I think it's you know, I've had so many different opinions on how it's gonna change us as a society, you know what parts of this is um gonna are we gonna take forward. Um, and you know, people are expressing themselves and creating, and they've got the time and headspace to do more amazing things than they've ever done before. Um, so I think it's it would be really interesting to sort of touch on, on that topic uh, with all of you if you sort of staying with Ryan because I know you've it, it sort of um, sort of fired something up in you, hasn't it?
3: Uh, yeah. So since um, COVID nineteen has happened, uh, w- with my freelance kind of work, it's kind of slowed down a lot. Uh, before this I was able to luckily have jobs each month which um, sustained me but I feel like having COVID-19 happen has um, I think it's uh, has its benefits I think when we're going day to day throughout our lives we're always in a rush and we don't really have much time to kind of slow down and appreciate the people that are around us or appreciate like ourselves Um, with what's happening I've I, I believe I've been able to kind of hone in and focus on being able to do more things that I like. I I started a YouTube channel um, trying to motivate people um, using motivational speeches um, and creating videos um, that I hope <laughs> um, inspire people. Uh, yeah, um, And like trying to get out to more people on <laughs> Instagram on by sharing like people's quotes. Um, I'm just building on top of that. Just finding more things to do. Um, I think the more creative I get, the more um, the better my mindset becomes. Uh, I think I think when I have an aim, um, yeah. currently while I'm stuck indoors, it's a lot easier to kind of get by, and I get to just enjoy
0: more things. I think, um, you know, having that purpose and that sort of feeling like you have purpose and direction, uh, I think that, you know, helps you get into your work and gets into your sort of, you know, producing uh, and being uh, being creative, which in hand sort of really helps with that mental health. Does anyone else, um, you know, really sort of found that uh, COVID had an impact on their creativity and, you know, their purpose and their sort of direction? It's
2: definitely, like, in in a really weird way um the the first week because I, I went into lockdown one week before the official lockdown right and um in like a really weird headspace I was just like oh my gosh I finally have time to finish my website I finally have time to this. I finally have time to work on all these projects and I know of course that's coming from a very like privileged position but um during the first couple of weeks, and even now, I feel that having an opportunity to give myself projects or work on stuff has been a really good way to um, kind of express like my political dissatisfaction and dissent. And I know that's a bit of a, a, a sticky one, um, and I don't want to go too much into politics. The politics, personally, <laughs> <doesn't it? laughs> but it it is. Um, it was definitely a way. Like I think in the in the Three, first three weeks I'd done like a, a really short video of edited clips and it was it was a very like intense couple of days where I was like oh my gosh I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this and I think having the opportunity to channel that frustration um and this was coming after like a lot of political events and I was like oh my gosh I need to get these messages out there or express myself and I think in, in that sense having the time and the ability to tune into that really really helped to, like Ryan said, kind of keep my headspace. And then in other opportunities, I've just kind of like shut myself in my room, put my phone away um, because having your phone as well can be quite intense and just kind of zoned in on painting and just trying as much as I can to just zone out from the world. And that helped for, I think, last week I was doing quite a lot and it helped me to just really, really calm down. Um, So, yeah, creativity has definitely helped to just kind of calm down and give myself a peace of mind and keep me... focusing on other things when I'm not doing the political projects, focusing on other things.
0: <laughs> anyone else? Uh, I know everyone's just trying not to read the news. Uh, that, that seems to help, but anyone else doing, uh, you know, it sort of changed their sort of outlook and, and given them a newfound purpose.
4: Um, I, I was just, you can't see me because we're doing this virtually, but I, I'm going bop, bop, bop with my hand as Priscilla was speaking there. Um, <laughs> I, I saw that video that you made Priscilla, and I think it was great. Um, And I think you touched on a really important point there, which is that um, in a time of crisis, um, whatever your your views on it are, creativity is as important as ever um, as a way to express that. And it's really important that you express whatever you're feeling, whether that's positive or negative, Um, whether you agree with what's going on or you don't agree with it. It's important that we use these platforms we have to share our views and that people aren't censored unless they're speaking hate speech. No one should be censored. We have free speech. People should be allowed to share their views. And it's important that people do because it should be a conversation about how we move forward through this. Um, it has affected my work. I, I run workshops with young people. Uh, me and my colleague Tyler will go into a room of 30 kids and, and do this workshop. And it's all about connectivity. And I think that's something that is very hard to um, replicate without that human connection and doing things in person. Um, so although it's, it's fantastic that, we have things like uh, this Zencaster Zoom, which means we can still produce these kind of podcasts and still have um, artistic conversations happening in these spaces. I think we, uh, we must be very wary that we don't accept this as a new norm because poetry nights don't work online, in my opinion. It's great that they still exist, but it's not the same thing that you have when you have a group of people in a room. Um, so I think it's really important that we, that we remember that, that although we can still do things online, and it's, it's a fantastic opportunity, this, this crisis, for people who may not create to realize they have the time to create and the space to create. And I would encourage everyone to use that. And if you're feeling negative things, use, use creativity to express them, because ask any creative. A breakup is the inspiration you need to make an album like these uh, negative things can produce incredible productivity. But um, we must remember not to lose our humanity and to remember that we can't replicate everything virtually.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking as you were talking, actually, uh, Yossi, this is kind of like COVID-19 is just like a big hitting the big reset button. And it's quite nice to see how people are sort of reinventing themselves, whether they're individuals or companies or agencies. Because I think we, we got to a real saturation point with the way that we were consuming like a culture and media and like through digital and social. Everything was just getting a bit overloaded. I think this is, although it's obviously happened in a quite an unpleasant and clumsy way, we're all being forced to sort of go back to basics. And I think everyone's sort of self-auditing a little bit, like, what am I good at and what's a good use of my time? And I think that's been a really big one for me. I was actually just also like listening to Ryan. I graduated in 2008 when the financial crash was, and there's a lot of parallels in that it's, and i came out kind of thinking oh oh god there's like there's no work there's enough there's still not gonna be anything i can do here but what you end up doing is sticking close to people that yeah like-minded people who you work well with and good ideas will rise to the top and there's there's always going to be more opportunities especially if you've got like bright ideas and a good energy so it's a, it's a strange time but it's, there's a huge amount of positives to take from it i think there's a there's a nice pause that everyone should be taking right now and just enjoying this sort of slight
0: slowdown. And yeah, I certainly am anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Like using this time and, you know, helping, uh, helping get focused. And, and, you know, as Yossi said, you know, even if it's anger and you want to change something, you know, it's creativity is a great way to start that change. You know, Um, Howard, my business partner uh, and myself set up um, our creative agency at the last in the financial crisis so in the sort of downturn when everyone was sort of having a meltdown around us we were like excited and thought let's just do it you know let's just why not let's just try it what's the worst that could happen and and we sort of um you know a couple of young kids then uh, just sort of went for it um i think um you know it's really interesting hearing everyone sort of talking about um you know, the impact they can have on people's lives. And I think uh, one of the things that I've been looking into and just this sort of discussion around, you know, b- being more vocal about um, suicide and actually, you know, having conversations around suicide and, know. Uh, so I recently did the prevention, uh, suicide prevention training, which I would advise anyone to do. You can go to the sort of Thrive uh, website. And I think being able to have those conversations and, you know, just being able to have uh, to express yourself is, is really important. Um, just to sort of finish off, you know, you've, we've got a lot of young people out there listening and, uh, you know, if you could give them, and we'll go around each one of you, if you've got one bit of advice that you could give them to, uh, you know, um, take hold of their creativity or use it as an outlet for their mental health or to start a conversation be great if you could just give your um and we'll go uh, backwards in alphabetical order this time um so yossi what would your sort of final thoughts or bit of inspiration you'd give out to young Londoner
4: at the moment my final thoughts and my inspiration um going out to anyone would be just be brave to write down your thoughts and um whatever comes into your head. This is what I say to young people when we're in a workshop setting and we're trying to encourage people to write spoken word who are like, oh, what's poetry? I go, whatever you think is good because no one else thinks like you. So put it down on paper, say it aloud and then see what comes into your mind next and write that down. And don't forget exercise because that's a big part of creativity, I think. And I think they go hand in hand. So just keep active with your body and your brain.
0: I believe it's all about your mindset. uh, Um,
3: I think you know yourself best. Um, Don't be afraid to take a break. Don't be stressed out about having to complete things um, on a time set that you think it should be done. No one's going to shout at you for taking a break. You know, we all need breaks sometimes. uh, And I think COVID-19 is a great time to take a break and explore all the possibilities that you um uh possibilities of pathways that you could go down. Um yeah.
0: Great. Love it. Priscilla?
2: Um I guess never really underestimating how Im- how important it is to share your voice and your narrative and your story and always remembering that no matter where you are, who you are, where you're going on, there's always something that you can share that is, is gonna be valuable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bob, sort of final thoughts on that? Um,
1: Yeah, I think um, I I was going to say like um, I'm a bit of a fan of um, cliches and my friend once said to me, pressure my diamond, Um, which if you think about it, it's the idea that actually no matter matter how bad things get, there's always something good that can come out of it. And I think creativity is is a great vehicle for getting out of a tight spot and I think all of us can probably empathise with the difficulties that a lot of people will be going through right now. And, yeah, I think there's always there's always a, a good sort of
0: solution around the corner. So, yeah, don't give up. Great. I love that. And I think the sort of sentiment to everyone is, you know, don 't feel under too much pressure if you want to express yourself you know just go and do it and and really don 't put yourself under pressure and um, there 's always someone out there there 's a community out there there 's people out there who can support you um, whether it 's support you on your sort of creative journey to you know your path into creativity or whether it 's support you on your mental uh, health journey to to being better every day you know there are there are the support networks out there t- uh, and you know working together. Um, we can sort of make a big difference and just finally the uh, just as a, a final note thank you everyone for um joining us i've absolutely loved um chatting to you it's been really inspirational and i'm sure you've inspired some some people out there so the act on podcast is brought to you by thrive london the citywide movement to improve the mental health and well-being of all londoners so thank you everyone stay safe out there stay well take care bye-bye
4: Bye. 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 guys. Thanks for